What's up, y'all? Welcome to this week's episode of Saturdays and Seltzers. This is a huge PLL show this week because the season starts tomorrow, aka the day you guys are going to be listening to this. We are also getting Haley's thoughts on the Celtics season and their Game 7 loss to the Miami Heat, previewing the NBA Finals and the Stanley Cup for you guys on this show as well. Hope you guys love it. Let's have a good one. Let's go. Y'all know what time it is. Uh. Looking like you just graduated. Woo. Coming from a place that y'all gravitate. Looking like a boss, I just had to say. Woo. I know you got the sauce, no potato bread. Woo. All right, sis, knock him out, Mike Tyson. Woo. And I like it. Show me a place I can buy it. Woo. But you priceless. Superwoman, no sidekick. Dress game like science, girl, you are plus no mind. What is up, party people? Welcome to this week's episode of Saturdays and Seltzers. We are back from Memorial Day weekend. We took a little bit of a break last week. I'm going to say I think that this show was going to be quick. That being said, whenever I say that, we talk for hours. But hi, hello. If you are new here, I'm Kendra Middleton, and I am joined by my co-host Haley and our producer Tyler. And I'm just now noticing that Tyler is in a Buffalo Wild Wings t-shirt with like a child on it. Hello. That's Barbie, and that's a koala. What is the Barbie koala Buffalo Wild Wings lore? I don't know. So this shirt is actually designed by I think it's the guitarist or the bassist for Paramore. Oh. So yeah. That's kind of rad. Shout out that guy. It's my new favorite like he releases shirts like every now and then like very limited releases and they're very they're pretty pricey but uh, they're it's my like favorite kind of like stupid shirt. I like that. I'm wearing the Cardiac Cat Comeback DTWD Originals shirt. Shout out Haley's in a Duke shirt as JJ Reddick is on my TV right now. Yeah. Um, Um, I I have two things to say about the the shirt situation. Um, Tyler is on an incredible cringe graphic tea streak right now. Like that's really, I would argue that's kind of your brand right now. Yeah. 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 Um, he showed me one recently. Uh, Same designer. Uh, it's SpongeBob. Uh, it's like rock SpongeBob with a guitar and it's an Ed Sheeran branded shirt. All right. Yeah. Uh, if, I feel like it. I'll send the picture if I remember. Okay. But I'll, I'll edit it in. I forgot my second point. So we'll just okay. keep going. All right. Um, anyways, if you are new here, we are going to hop into our show by starting with our HLH, which is our high of the last week, low of the last week, and our unexpected hero of the last week, which is something good that happened to you. I don't remember who I started with two weeks ago. Also, oh, breaking news, breaking news. Sun's planning to hire Frank Vogel as head coach. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. Katie is is Katie still have another year there? Yes, right? Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Also, I did see that the UNH Wildcats ice hockey team signed a new goalie today to play, which is kind of cool. I I think that that's, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, it's Alan Hahn's kid, so fun fact. All right, anyways, back on track. Um, I don't remember who I started with last time, so just because I'm feeling the Buffalo Wild Wings shirt, Tyler, what is your high? You do, you always start with me, and it- I, okay, I don't well, know if I enjoy it, but well, um, I don't mind. 
My high, there are 97 days until football. My Detroit Lions kick off the NFL season. I think there's like 93 days until college football because uh, they start a little bit early. But under 100 days, so we're very excited for it. Only 97 more sleeps until football sounds like Regular hell. season. I think there's less than that for preseason. It does yeah. seem long, does it not? It it's really does. Because I think but, I think back to when we were in elementary school. Like three months, right? The hundredth day of school. That was like pretty late in the year. I Bro, thought. we're already halfway to Christmas, and that makes me want to vomit. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> I hate that. I That's hate that. Crazy. Years flying by. Yeah. And it's weird that we all have birthdays in the spring because it makes it like kind of all condensed and we have nothing else to like just I don't know. 100%. We did have yeah. back-to-back birthday months, which is kind of nuts. Yeah, I'm we go March, April, May. Mm. Crazy. All right. Um Haley, what's your high? So my high is we actually just talked about this before we started recording, but last night um we're filming this on Friday, so it was Thursday last night. I got to go to the New Balance track in Boston for the first time actually. I'd never been there. Um super impressed with the facility and uh I attended the Teen Impact Gala which is an organization that um, assigns children with life-threatening illnesses or disabilities to a college athletic team, whether it be uh, we had representatives from, you know, smaller schools like Stonehill and Holy Cross, and we had University of Texas at San Antonio. So it was really cool getting to hear a lot of the kids' stories and the athletes that they get to work with. Um, we had a really awesome young man speak from UConn, who is their little guy that he gets to you know represent and he got to talk about his national championship experience so it was really moving it was great uh, a lot of awesome speakers and it was a great time to celebrate you know the good in college sports so made me happy to do what we do yeah and you wore a pink blazer shout out pink coat sports our gal sports club i have to get um Haley DeMello lore uh if you send a iPhone image via text to me uh the resolution comes out very not good because I don't have an iPhone so I have to get those photos emailed to me but I will be posting and definitely tagging pink coat club we love you excellent um my high is I have three of them uh F1 is back-to-back weekends because there's been a lot of cancellations this season and we have the Spanish Grand Prix this weekend. I just watched practice. Tyler was watching practice. We, do we, Tyler, do we have a, a favorite? I, I mean, I feel I mean, I'm like, team Ferrari. Well, it's Definitely. Carlos Sainz home race, so. I am also yeah. team Ferrari as well. Um, and I do, I do appreciate a good Hamilton win though. I like My wants- I don't like Lewis Hamilton. My wants for the Spanish Grand Prix, I would like to see Esty Bestie on the podium again. Um, I would like to see Carlos on the podium just because it's home his home race. I don't care about Ferrari like you guys. And I just want to see Yuki be competitive. I would I'm I'd be cool if Lewis Hamilton took first. I'm sick of seeing Max Verstappen win. So I want to see Charles that's... top ten. I think is my I would request. I would just like to see him not DNF. Yes. Yes. That part. Um, so yeah, I'm not a Ferrari fan like you guys, but I do like when guys do well in their home races. So I'm, I'm cool with that. I also am seeing the chain smokers on Tuesday. So that is a high and I get to see Haley and like, see, here's the thing. 
I would say I get to see Haley in like two hours, but she's the latest bitch I've ever met in my life. So I'm probably going to see Haley in like seven hours. Two hours means around four or five, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I, That's the I, translation. I could sit here and be like, guys, but you're, yeah, I'm always late. Always late. I'm really trying to improve on it. And I've been trying to improve on it for like a year and it does no good. If you follow Kendra on Twitter, recently we went out to lunch. And everyone just roasted me, and it was well deserved. I'm late. I know. I'm working on it. I but literally be there before we're supposed to leave for our event tonight, and I am so excited to see you. We were just well. We need about- to be here before we need to leave because I put a bottle of rosé in the fridge for us. So oh, I've been thinking about it all day. I'm so excited. <laughs> And we are going to a birthday party after, and I still have to get up at six o'clock in the morning. So I'm probably going to be on. Why do you always break things in the intro of our show? Because I'm Italian and I always like celebrate with my hands and stuff. And I'm always <laughs> things over. And it's, it's just a wild day. Why do you always break stuff? Because I'm Italian. <laughs> That's great. Well, you know, um, I'm over three in the show today. I'm like really not looking great. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, Tyler Low. So it was originally uh, my low was uh, the lines are there's a mystery fifth player being investigated for gambling again, which we hate to see. But I got on uh, the Zoom today and I look so orange right now. And it's because um, I have a little situation going on. Uh, it's not jaundice, don't worry. Um, so one thing about me, I, I have pretty dry skin usually. Um, but I hate shopping for like lotion. Um, so I steal it from not, not from my sisters generally. And I have a few that I just keep in a drawer for when I'm like out of my normal stuff. And I got one, didn't read the label. Um, it's got like self tanner in it. And I only just found out like after two weeks of using it. <laughs> and I got on this call and I look so orange right now. It, it's definitely the zoom doesn't help. The lighting doesn't help. But I feel like I look so orange. Um, two things. One, I also fucked up my fake tan, so you're not alone. Welcome. Mine to the girl doesn't club. do the hands. I don't know. That's, that's wild. Yeah. Um, but I also would like to complain about boys with girl products really quick because I've had two of my best friends come to town, like guy friends come to town and sleep on my couch just to visit, like after moving away the last few weeks. And, you know, I understand duty calls, nature calls, whatever, when you're staying with someone. But my $30 dry shampoo is not bathroom spray. And both of these dudes used it as such. And it is literally $30 dry shampoo. And it's just that boys don't understand. No, we don't read labels. We don't don't look at things. We just kind of, if we see something in the bathroom, (laughs) if we see something in the bathroom, that looks like it could be useful. We're going to use it. We're not going to read it. We don't really care what it does. We're just going to use it. So not only um, does my bathroom smell like dry shampoo now, but it is sticky and like just not, not a, not an ideal situation, but it wasn't the fact that one. I don't even know my... if I would know what dry shampoo looks like if I came across it in the wild. So you can read the bottle. Like that's I'm, the thing. All you have to do I'm is dyslexic is... first off. This thing where I don't we read. Just pick things up and spray them, and just assume. That, like, yeah, no, uh, I will. I would spray it too. I would be in the same boat. So. Uh, so that was my other girl story of the week, Haley. What is your low? 
Oh, oh God, I know this already. I didn't even have to ask. Yeah, so I don't know if you guys have heard, but um, the Celtics did lose game seven last week or over the weekend, rather. It feels like months ago at this point. Um, I had like a day to grieve and then I'm, I'm, I'm moving on. I've, I have, I'm proud to say that we have kind of gotten through the depressive phase and, you know, I don't have an opinion on the coaching situation yet. We'll talk about that later. Um, but it was probably the saddest I've been in a long time. What was, can you give me the, so if you are a first time listener or a random listener, you don't like pop in for every show, there is this bar in Portsmouth that Haley and our friend Clara watch every Celtics game in the same seats in the bar. And I need a TJ's vibe check after that game. Oh man. Um, Well, so to understand the vibe check at the end of the game, you have to understand the vibe check at TJ's when we got there, which was that our seats were reserved with uh, our friend, shout out Clara, friend Clara's uh, name. We had like a, a couple of plaques that they had saved for us um, because every in time the VIP. Win, they do win. Yeah, not the VIP in TJ's. Yeah, kind of a big deal. Um, with that being said, uh, we proceeded to lose, and yeah, the crowd is just, it was honestly like, I'll be the first to say, and obviously we'll get into it later, but I didn't think they deserved to win the game, and it was kind of just like, if you're a Boston sports fan, you know, like, as obnoxious as we can be when we win, we're equally as obnoxious when the team is playing like shit, and we let them know that we feel that way, so um, it was, yeah, it was an ugly scene, to be, to say the least, it was not great. I would say, Kendra, I would like your opinion on this. Are Boston fans worse when they're winning or worse than they're losing? Winning. Winning? Okay. I like, here's the thing. While I think that Boston fans are fucking obnoxious, I love that they are so realistic after shit goes wrong. I love that they're willing to call out they do, players. They're willing to blow blow it up, yeah. They're willing they to blow it up. They want to call it to be blown up. They're willing to call out players. They're willing to call out coaches. And I honestly love the theatrics of all of it. Not only are they insane, but they're dramatic as fuck. And I live for the drama. Like I, it like, it is a constant reality TV episode with Boston sports. And I, that is what I think I appreciate about this market, but their fans are assholes and I'm not. I I can't think of another fan base. That's like the new England fan base. Yeah, there isn't one. That's the thing. No. Like, there's just, yeah. there's not. Like, maybe <laughs> European soccer fans sometimes? No, because, like, even then, they don't have the, like, greatness of multiple teams. Yeah. And they at least sing songs and have better food in their stadiums. Like, Well, those Boston stadium fans, atmospheres are crazy. Yeah, they have shit food, and the weather fucking sucks, and they just buckle uh, down and get through it. Caroline, we sing take me out to the ball game at the same time every game like i don't know about this thing and songs thing i think that they I have would, like I, chants yeah. for their teams that they sing though no i get that i get that and i respect that goaded also there's a lot of them that they have to remember i remember when i first started watching the premier league i was like there's like six songs that they, like that they, that it's they, like when they, we go to the revs and they have to like yeah true um but I don't know. I would say that we also sing sometimes. So can't say that. When have you ever sang a song at Gillette, bitch, other than at a Revs game? 
Um, uh, let me tell you, your love <laughs> by the outfield, shout out Zolak. Uh, that became one of my favorite songs of all time because it is always played at Gillette Stadium. And they played it at the parade when they won the Super Bowl when I was in high school. So, All right, you got one song. I'll give you one song and one song only. Your love by the outfield every time. Um, my low trigger warning, if you're a boy and don't like girl stuff, this is a girl podcast. So <laughs> forward, nerds. I had my IUD replaced on Wednesday, which is like birth control, but it like lives in your uterus or whatever. And that hurt bomb. like, no, Tyler thought it was an IED. Yeah. I'm not blowing myself up yet. Um, That hurt like a bitch. But I will say she let me look at my old one and it was kind of cool. No um, way. You didn't tell me that. Did you get to keep it? She like, okay, like this is super trigger warning. Like if you are grossed out at all, please fast forward. Um, yep, 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 she, yep, yep. she like pulled it out and she was like, I could like feel her do it obviously. And she was like, do you want to see it? And I was like, yeah. And she goes, <laughs> she was just like grinning ear to ear, holding my like bloody. <laughs> it's like a. It's like an ancient artifact. I know. It's. You I should mean, have it's asked if my... you could keep it in like a little jar. It's been in my body since I was 19 years old, so like I guess it's kind of an ancient artifact. Well, no, yeah, I didn't. I didn't mean that like to call you old. I was just like the way that she like held it up and smiled, like she was taking a picture with she it. Literally, was like like, like she just caught a fish, like a bass. yes, like, yes. I was imagining someone making a discovery and like posing for the newspaper. Like, yeah. So, um. Not that I'm like sexually active or anything at the moment, but you know what? Just in case, <laughs> just in case, fuck it. Um, so that was Milo. Is that the recovery from it kind of blows? And welcome back to the show, boys. Uh, welcome back to the show. If you were gone, you Tyler, what's your hero? Uh, so my hero, and I know this is probably a low for you, Kendra, because you've been on record that you hate this college football realignment's kind of popping off again. Um, the it is apparently imminent that Colorado will be leaving for the Big Twelve. Yeah. Um, I've heard that it will probably happen before the season starts in ninety something days. Um, and I love that. I don't think they're gonna. I think the Pac twelve is basically over, and I love yeah. it. I, I'm here I, for the chaos. So yeah. See, here's the only thing. Obviously, I'm an SEC truther, as are you at times. Big um, 10, but, I, but yeah. But I was, yeah, but you love the SEC. I do live um, in the middle of SEC country. Exactly. So. so um, I was watching some discourse about all of this yesterday. And with all of the teams that are moving, and I say all of them, and by them I mean two, moving to the SEC, people are talking about how it's kind of cheapening and watering down some of these, like, old SEC rivalries that aren't, like, the big rivalries that we see between, like, Auburn, Alabama or Florida, Georgia or something like that, that it's kind of going to cheapen that product. And the SEC is just going to get so big that it's kind of going to lose its legacy. And that is my problem with it. Um, and I, I just, I, while I get why they're doing it, it's still, to me, I'm not a tradition truther either, generally, but it does kind of bug me. Yeah, I don't, I mean, for tradition purposes, sure. I don't think it's going to affect the rivalries as much because you're still going to have your Alabama's uh, Auburn. So you're going to have that Iron Bowl. You're going to have, uh, you know, Georgia and uh, Florida every year. Yeah. But, um, I'm excited to see like Texas and uh, Texas A&M play again. 
That's yeah, gonna be great. That's gonna be fun. I just hate that <laughs> Texas is considered the SEC because, quite frankly, it is not the Southeast. It's not. Well, we're it's moving in not. a direction where we're gonna. It's gonna be two massive conferences, AFC and NFC yeah. style, uh, expanded playoffs. That whole thing. We're just moving towards more of an NFL type model. I agree, but it's just not the Southeast. Sorry. No, and it's it probably should have a new name. It probably shouldn't be called the SEC anymore, but which means because like should... Big Ten, we are a Northeast conference and we got LA now. Yeah. Which is crazy. But I don't know. We're just going to be moved to everyone's going to be in two conferences, I think. This is making eventually. me think that we should snatch up all the SEC merch we can get while it's still available because that should be worth some cash. Probably do years. like what they did with the, um, what was that old football conference? The, uh, the southwest conference maybe yeah that doesn't exist anymore that was a fun conference the uh big east is it yeah was it the the big east yeah i don't know um all right Haley, hero i called an audible during this conversation you called multiple Um, audibles i called multiple audibles um and this is a wild one for you too I didn't I know. even know you knew who this guy <laughs> was. And I was having a conversation with somebody in my office yesterday about this. And this is uh, so good. So Eli Drinkwitz of Mizzou was talking about this, um, obviously the SEC scheduling and all the drama that has come with it. And he had this quote, I'm going to read it. It's probably my favorite college football quote of the year so far. I'm a history teacher by trade. And at every time I come to one of these meetings, I'm blown away that the 13 colonies could have somehow formed a union, but we can't agree on an eight or nine game schedule. I I respect the hell out of Eli Drinkwitz. And that just like sums it up so well, I think. Like, how are we still having this? I feel like every year we have this conversation and as you guys are saying, we're adjusting. And I, I agree with Tyler. I think the conferences are just the whole Southeast, like, geographically it's just not going to matter anymore oh geographics don't matter at all in college football anymore we're moving to a point where it doesn't matter but even still how can these grown-ass men sorry how many women are in these meetings i hate to be the one to say it no probably south the sec probably zero like how can you how can we not agree on this like how how difficult can this really be i I just i don't get teams are worried about bowl eligibility and whatnot uh but it is worried about the list they needed like eight teams to um like approve of a nine game conference schedule and i think they only got like five of them missouri was one of the teams that wanted to play nine games and i respect the hell out of them for that even with how bad they are they want an extra sec game you know i gotta say some shit about boston again really quick i'm not trying to like I love Boston. Okay. I live here. It's my home. I've lived here. I'm going to live here for a long time. That being said, it does bother me how little people up here give a shit about college football. And it it especially bothers me because they love the Patriots and they're so diehard Patriots, but they could like around the draft, like they have no idea who they want. They don't know why. The, they haven't they've maybe even when you listen to some of these shows they've maybe watched five fucking college football games all year and they're the experts talking about who they think the patriots should take like i'm sorry but you just don't want like and it's just i get that it's not available in the same way up here and it's just there's not as, ma- there's there's no not teams. as many teams yeah. yeah i get i get why it has become that way but it's just they're such diehard patriots football people how do you not care about how and why people got to be on your team? 
yeah, yeah it, it I, is I thought that too just to provide perspective as someone that has grown up and lived in Boston my whole life um a it's not available and the time that I've spent with you guys and, and with Kendra, I've learned more about college football than I have in my whole life because, as you said, we follow the New England Patriots. I would make an argument that most people up here, if they talk college football, I swear to God, they'll probably talk to you about Rutgers. Like, that's the closest yeah. thing to college football that we know because that's where a lot of our players Well, BC is good now. BC is good now. UMass oh. has never been good. <laughs> in my- Hunter Long, goat. <laughs> So there, well, obviously Doug, uh, Doug Flea with BC and, and that iconic whole thing, but yeah, I think it's total. It's a totally lacking market up here, mm-hmm. and it's just not even that we're not only that we're lacking in it, but we're just not invested in it. I don't feel it's crazy that. to me because I think New England fans that like that fan base is very college football passionate about their teams, but. UConn yeah. uh, is one of the teams that is uh, like rumored to be being looked at by the Big Twelve. So I would think UConn is a, rare, a rarity. I think yeah. UConn, I think UConn might be the game changer. And and the thing that is, that I was just explaining this recently. Connecticut is part of New England, but it it it, almost, it does feel separate. Like if you ask any New Englander that, that that's what, probably what they would say. I feel you um, ask anybody outside of New England. Right. I feel like they would say like, you're in New England. But watching, yeah, but watching what UConn has done, not only in the, their athletic department, but with their programming and with their teams, I think they're going to be one of the one of the obviously the first, and I think that'll start opening it up um, to New England because a lot of the people that live in New England went to school in New England, so they're not following because education here rocks. Twelve, right? But a lot of if a lot of people in Boston went to UConn, so if UConn goes to the Big Twelve or Big Ten, whatever, and yeah. That, you know, so we'll see. But yeah, I don't think it's as big as, especially as you grew up with Kendra and Tyler. So I've I never literally seen- grew up in the swamp. Like every yeah. week, every Saturday, every Which Saturday. I wanted to ask Kendra about this. Not to say, I know we talked about this being a short show. We've gone off off the rails a little bit already. Oh yeah, fuck already. it. That's um, over already. How do you feel? There's talk about them moving the Florida-Georgia game out of Jacksonville. Do you have yeah. any thoughts on that? Yeah. Oh. Um. To be honest, as much as I have loved the Florida-Georgia game in Jacksonville my whole life, I understand that it's supposed to be a neutral ground. It can hold more fans. There's more room for tailgating. There's more emergency service people available. I totally get all of that. And as pro as I am as bringing jobs and income to Jacksonville, I do think that rivalry games should be played in home stadiums every other year because quite honestly, there is... I have chills talking about this. I, and I'm, I'm, I went to Auburn. Like my allegiance is not to the university of Florida anymore. That being said, I know. And I posted this yesterday. Actually, I saw a video about it and I have said this for years. People talk about death Valley being the hardest place to play in the sec. And honestly, I think the swamp is even crazier. I really, really do. When they're good for sure. Yeah. The swamp is a I literally like I don't I have chills talking about going to watch games in the swamp that aren't even against Georgia. And I just think that that is the epitome 
of rivalry is when you get to watch those teams play in their home stadiums against each other Mm -hmm. because it's just different. It's the students have an easier time going. They're louder. The bands, like, it's just, that is your environment. The atmospheres. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so like playing in an NFL stadium is a dream for so many people that go play college football. Like that's the goal. Right. And I totally understand why that that's also a cool experience, but it just doesn't hold a candle to playing in your home stadium Mm -hmm. against your rival. So as pro Jacksonville, as I am, I think that it does cheapen the rivalry a little. That being said, your girl loves the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. Don't get it twisted. The first time I ever got drunk was at the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. I threw up in front of my dad. Um, you have been to the game. That was my next question. If you've oh, been to that I went game. almost every year as a kid. I went yeah. every year from maybe 10 until I was 22. Mm. Like every year. I have pictures of me at that game that the internet should never see <laughs> yeah i would i would love to go to that game one year but i don't know if i'm gonna make it because i they're re they're renovating this um was it the bank stadium or whatever yeah yeah whatever um they're renovating it and then they're probably gonna move it back i think that's like 2025 mm-hmm. 2026 mm-hmm. and then i don't think it goes back to jacksonville after that I don't think after so they experience that home and environment I don't yeah think it and it bad. shouldn't no I don't um, think so either but. yeah so quick college football rant my hero is that Meg the Stallion is dating Romelo Lukaku and I guess has been for a long time and nobody knew it but I think that they are now the power couple of the fucking world and that's Who's all I have to Romelo say Romelo Lukaku soccer player soccer player soccer player yeah random I saw that and was like what like I live. I live. We I, love Megan Thee Stallion. She is she, a college educated. She is she's a badass. I love her. Yep. Um. So the bulk of our show this week is actually going to be the PLL. The PLL season starts tomorrow in Albany. Get excited. That being said, this is Haley's first PLL season on this podcast. She has no team allegiance. Tyler, are you a Water Dogs fan? I'm a Water Dogs fan, yeah. yeah Bulldog, a water... I'm a big Bulldogs guy. There's no cat mascots, no cat as mascots. far as I know, in the PLL. So I went with my second favorite animal, the Bulldog, the English Bulldog, to be I'm exact. A, I'm a Chrome fan because they were the worst team in the league when I started watching the PLL, and so were the Jags. So I thought it was destiny, and that's why I chose to be a Chrome fan. And now they kind of rock, so it's sick, and so do the Jags. So you know what? underdogs and shitty teams we have our time bitches so that being said Haley has decided to choose her team based off of uniforms I think question mark yeah so we uh the PLL uniform drop came out uh recently this past week so we were discussing before the show I had to pick a team pick an allegiance um as we're going to get into they don't really have cities attached to them so I was like well I'm gonna pick based off which uniform I like the best so I think my allegiance is going to be not knowing any of that lore. My answer is the chrome, just because I'm living for this Miami Vice look, and I think it's a super sweet uniform. So I should have worn my chrome jersey. I'm so in. But I wore it on Saturday, so I can't wear it again for a hot second. But yeah, I I like them for the most part. I think that they went a little bit more street style which i appreciate um i will say i think that my favorites of all of them i think the canon stuff is really boring like super boring i get that they're red white and blue but you can do so much more with that i'm gonna go with a d on these 
whip snakes i feel like you can also do a lot more with them gonna give them a d water dogs c archers have kind of a boring logo but really cool colors i'm gonna go with an a for them i think that the orange jersey rocks i like the arrows on the sides i like that the logo is big i i like this rebrand for them the redwoods a plus i love love these redwoods uniforms i don't love those skid marks I do. Why don't you like them? I just think it looks a little cheesy. I don't, I don't know. It just isn't my favorite thing in the world. I think it gives some texture to it. I like the. I, like I do the print. like the attempt at the texture, but yeah, because like I feel like a lot of the most boring ones don't have anything going on. I but. like that they're not just a solid color because their logo is a little bit boring. Because like if you were to wear them with like a plain pair of pants or a plain bottom, I think that it just would give more to the look. I I like these a lot um atlas c i think is it like oh wait shit no okay great color on the wait if you zoom okay i didn't notice this at first if you zoom in on the atlas blue jersey there's texture like like, on the bottom Mm -hmm. i wait okay wait these are so much cooler than i originally thought and the pants match i these are in a these are in a the the pant print matches the bottom of the jerseys that is so sick yeah they're really nice Dude, really? why did the why did the cannons just like do nothing? Why did they give nothing? It's, the, it, dude, it's nothing. I, they it went very cool. red, white, and patriotic. Yeah, the Atlas ones might be my favorite ones now. That Jackson is having a nightmare. Um, just because of that print, that is so cool. Chrome. What do um do you have a picture of the Chaos's pants? Because the Chaos, I think, is my favorite jersey. That like random chaos texture i love yeah. it yeah i do like that uh, red um the, the chrome it's hard to have a shitty chrome look just because their colors are so cool but on the white jerseys the like rainbow around the sleeve is so fire I, I think do that think the, we got to see the pants in this i don't think we can see the yeah pants. you don't get to see the pants i am hoping that there are pink pants yeah, let me look up a full um, image and send that to you. I like the Chaos Red jerseys. That print Chaos is... Red jerseys are so sick, I think. Yeah, I think they they're have easily a cool my logo. One. They do have a cool logo, a cool texture. Uh, I like the the shade of red. I do like the shade the of shade. red. And I like that they have the LC in the logo. I think that that mm-hmm. is... The LC in the logo is very cool. Fire. It feels very like European soccer that way. Yeah, I think that the water dogs, the whip snakes, and the cannons are the real losers for me here. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't. What is that texture on the side of the whip snakes? Is there a texture on the side of it? Yeah, there's a little texture on the side. It looks I don't like see any. Oh, it's, it's like a snakeskin kind of thing. Yeah, but it's like just not even noticeable enough. I wish that it went down to the pants. I wish it were covering the whole jersey. That, or that if it was like cool. that pink red color, that would be mm-hmm. sick. Mm-hmm. I will say the helmets really take the cake for me across the board here, I don't though. Have the helmets up. They're holding them in some of the pictures. Yeah, they're holding them in some of the pictures. Or wearing them. I think the helmets are the coolest part about a lot of the team's new uniforms. Um, specifically, the fact that the chrome dome is a thing now is fucking so sick. Those silver chrome helmets. I want to make one into a flower pot real bad. Who's wearing the chrome? Chrome. Just, oh, yeah, obviously. <laughs> I, I just can't see a picture of it. Is it like uh, Notre Dame chrome? Um, I I tweeted it. I can find it for you. Um, They're so sweet. 
They're so sweet. Actually, I'll just I'm not a there. huge Notre Dame guy. Not gonna lie. These are the Chrome Dome. Oh, that's loud. That's not bad. That little pink stripe down the middle. The black one and the silver, and they're both chrome. Bro, that is yeah, the, cl- the coldest, cleanest helmet I have ever seen in any sport, and I'm not saying that because I'm a fan. Truly, True. like, the chrome dome with the pink in the... you The fact that you have alternate helmets, too, that are black with the pink chrome... That is just I I I'm sweaty thinking about it. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Um, I think it would be cool if the chaos. I do like that they have the red chrome helmet, but I kind of wish that their black helmet had that like texture that's on the red jersey on it. That would have been cool if they could have figured that out. I feel like that might be tough to do on a helmet. Like yeah, yeah lacrosse helmets are kind of complex, and doing like a texture like that might just be a little bit too much on the helmet. The Atlas all white. I do like an all white helmet, but I do wish that there was a little bit more to it. Um, and I like that the woods have a green helmet. That's fire. The archers are kind of giving bangles. I will say, yeah, I a little bit. Looking at their the pennies because I I love a good penny. Um, and they have the regular Canon logo on the penny, and it looks so much nicer than what they did on the jersey i'm so confused yeah i i don't really i the cannons as a whole which sucks because they're gonna inevitably be the boston team and they are the boston team i just wish that it's so boring it's so boring top to bottom like all of it i like the darker helmet is it like the navy like that one's fine it's cool but just i mean and i'm not even trying to shit on them at all i just i don't get it fail um any other uniform helmet thoughts before we pick cities no ma'am so the pll announced that they are having teams now reside in cities they are letting fans vote on where they want to see these teams be so we decided that the bulk of our show this week is going to be us picking where we think that these teams should wind up what cities fit them some of us got a little crazy for certain picks so um we'll start with Haley where we're gonna start with the chaos and Haley Haley where do you think that the chaos should be because we have the same choice and I think it's the only place that makes sense so it's funny because I will be coming from a strictly visual perspective you have all the intel on how these teams actually play what their fan bases are like I'm going in completely blind I put the chaos in Las Vegas um, they're giving me desert vibes with this scorpion uniform and we just know Las Vegas is an amazing sports town and I wouldn't be shocked if they would have a lacrosse team at their disposal. So I put them in Vegas. Yeah, I think Vegas makes sense. It is a scorpion on their logo, obviously desert them and the NLL desert dogs, I think would be like a cool combo plus Obviously, Vegas is like a booming sports market at the moment, especially with them getting an MLB team approved to be moved. That's pretty rad. I I don't think that you could choose anything but the desert for the chaos somewhere. So Tyler, that can yeah, I did go with yeah, I went with a desert. I went with a desert a little further east, maybe. Um, that would be southwest. Southwest? I don't know. Uh, I went with Albuquerque. The Albuquerque chaos. That does sound cool. It sounds great. 
But Las Vegas chaos is just the epitome of the city to me. And that's just kind of funny. It does in fit in Las Vegas. I, I feel like realistically probably it makes more sense. But Albuquerque is just so cool. They don't really have much representation. I feel like it'd be a good, yeah. good sports team to have. Um, knowing absolutely nothing about the game of lacrosse. Um, it would also feel like they play outdoors, right? Very hot in either hot. of those places to play outdoor lacrosse. I assume that they would probably have either visors or le- you couldn't, because it's a summer sport and there's yeah. no shot. I remember last year when maybe it was in like DC or something and the temperatures were so hot on the turf. I think it was Michael Sowers who was overheating maybe. I don't remember who I want to say it was Michael Sowers who was like having some problems like overheating while I do think that there needs to be a desert team. I think that they're going to have to figure that out before. Yeah, That's kind of making me think that they may stick to more like Northern Northeastern Northern situation for their teams. Yeah. It's going to be so hot. Yeah. I, I don't think that you can do that just geographically where your fan base is and stuff, especially because the way that lacrosse is like kind of boomed in places like Texas and Southern California and Florida in the last couple of years. I don't think that you can ignore those markets by any means, but there is going to have to be like some sort of like safety protocol, standard night games, shades, mm-hmm. something like that. I think you like same with NFL, like it's towards the end of the summer and you're in full pads and stuff like there's just got to be. Yeah, something to prevent overheating because I do remember like the heat last year being a real issue. Those water boys, yeah, hydration specialists. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say, I wonder, like, it would be interesting to see if they do work with the NCAA and how they monitor their athletes that play outside for men's lacrosse in the spring. I can't speak on that because I've never worked for a school that has a program, so I wonder how, like. How they would deal with that out train west. gang train tier. shout out the train friend of the show friend, friend of the, of the show train. the train Ooh, our favorite guest reoccurring reoccurring guest <laughs> Week, weekly guest. the train ben Danucci, and josh gordon. Josh gordon. Said. josh gordon no there's and another one uh mike mcdaniel mike mcdaniel friends of the program uh Haley and I only have one more matching pick I believe and it is for our chrome our chrome I think this uh, is I, a selfish pick on our behalf because I would kind of love to go do one of these events if they could go. Florida team Florida team we both think Miami Haley said that it was giving Miami vice and I couldn't agree more and okay Haley, I said this last year on the show, but I need you to see it. Do you remember that episode of Kim Possible with like the fish man? This guy? Um, oh, yeah, for sure. I think yeah. that that's the Chrome's inspo, which is giving Florida man. So I'm going to make this an almost Saturday. <laughs> yes. So incredible. I think that that's another point to Miami. That is the Florida man. The Florida Man Chrome Dome, calling it, but Tyler disagrees with us. Yeah, but I- Miami is the obvious choice. Their I colors. like it's Tyler's very Miami too, Vice. though. I tried to f- stick with the same. Like it also feels kind of San Diego, Southern California. I you know? agree. It's very I agree. Like, those those colors also fit in Southern California. Yeah, yeah, San Diego. I do like that pick. I think both of those cities would be sick, and I would have no problem visiting for games. Yeah. Um, my only thing is that it is San Diego, not San Diego. San Diego. 
meant to Spanish do for a whale's vagina. Yep. I wasn't going to say it. Well, I did. Um, yeah. What's that? <laughs> I'm not going to keep. Never mind. Never mind. The intrusive thoughts are taking over. Uh, Tyler's water dogs. Where do you have your water dogs? So I just kind of, they feel they're definitely an East Coast team for have me. Have to be. Um, I went with Raleigh. But the more thinking about it, I think I on the fly, I'm going to move them to Charlotte, North okay. Carolina. Both in North Carolina. It just feels very North Carolina. I like their colors. I feel like purple kind of goes with North Carolina a little bit in my mind. The Raleigh um, Water Dogs sounds kind of sick. Raleigh Water does, Dogs does sound kind of sick. Uh, Charlotte Water Dogs, maybe not as much. But somewhere in North Carolina, I think, is where I've, I've decided on. I have convinced myself just because lacrosse is big in the state of Washington and I like the Washington water dogs that that is what makes sense in my brain. We do love an alliteration. We big alliteration team. Uh, But I also really like Haley's pick just because I do think that inevitably just because the amount of lacrosse talent that comes out of these two states, one team has to wind up here. Yeah, I have to say exactly what you said just from a collegiate level the talent that comes out of the maryland virginia area even obviously now that we're seeing the sport just grow and expand especially youth lacrosse in this area i know is huge um i also just associate the color purple with you tyler because you are a jmu alum and they are purple so and dogs and dogs um virginia maryland area not really in the like maryland dmv area but maybe Baltimore, Jamie, but Annapolis. We'll see. Now, Kendra, I a question: Did you mean Washington State or yes. Washington DC? Okay. Washington okay. Okay. Yes. Because if it was DC, I was like, oh, we're all in the same kind of genre. I do but think no. that they should be an East Coast team, but I know that a team is going to have to wind up in that Washington region. I think inevitably. Um. So that's why I did that and alliteration gang. Uh. Whip snakes. I feel as though that could be anywhere, and we all have completely different opinions. We already did shout out San Diego. I think San Diego makes sense for the whip snakes, although I think they have to have a team in LA just because their office is in LA. So I just think like this is gonna be their Southern California team, probably, in my opinion. Um, Haley, where do you have whip snakes? For the same reasons that you had the water dogs, I had them in Seattle, just same exact reasoning as you. We're going to need something in that Pacific Northwest area, especially with you look at some of the schools up there that are producing great lacrosse talent. It's on the border with Canada. I think there's just, I don't know, there's a lot of good potential there. Um, So I put them in Seattle just because I can't really think of maybe Portland, Oregon. We think that there will be a Canadian team. I hope so. I have a Canadian team on my Oh, list. okay, okay. Right. I, I feel like they have to, but at the same time, I'm like, is that a travel situation that would be more difficult, potentially? Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. think it's any more difficult than traveling from California to Virginia. But do they still have, like, vaccine mandates and stuff is what I mean? I think they're a little bit easier on that now. I could be mistaken. I don't know my uh, my law, but I yeah. think it's easier now than it was two years ago. Um, where do you have the whip snakes, Tyler? I have the whip snakes. I kind of felt like their jerseys and their colors were kind of like Colorado-y. Okay. In my eyes. Yeah. Um, so I got them in Denver. The Denver okay. whip snakes. I like that. 
I think that Denver also like a does good just... like middle of the country situation, even though Denver... I guess it's closer to the west, but the reason I associate a team going to Denver, and I don't know this for sure, so only take this to face value. I feel as though lacrosse players give bro energy, like Brad Chad energy, and that means that they smoke weed, and Denver is pro-weed, which is why I'm like, okay, lax bro, Denver, weed culture. It does make sense. It makes sense. I know a lot of people that played on the lacrosse team in my high school are now in Colorado. So yeah. I have the archers going somewhere else, but I think that they could even be like a cool Denver team because the Denver archers sounds cool, and they have the yeah. same colors as the Broncos. Orange. Mm -hmm. All about that orange. We were talking about that before the pod. Might uh, call an audible. Yeah, that's a great audible. Um, Atlas, Haley, where do you have them? So I was just looking at this. Um, I have them in Texas. I think you have to have a team in Texas, obviously, just population-wise and lacrosse-wise, with it being one of the higher population states, there's going to be more lacrosse players coming out of that area so i think that that's a fan market that they're going to obviously need to tap into um looking at their fan data they have the nll team uh in fort worth which i was surprised by um which makes me think maybe they would go for a bigger city like dallas or san antonio uh their jerseys are very san antonio rodeo vibes so i could see that easily um also i wanted to know that they're giving me longhorn restaurant Okay. Yeah. yeah. There's a long horn skull thing. in their logo. I, I same thinking, uh, just before you get into yours, Kendra. I also went Texas. I went Austin yeah. specifically Austin, just for the alliteration. Here's my thing. I know that there's gonna have to be a New York team. I just don't want there to be a New York team. So many so many lie. lacrosse players are from Long Island. The PLL does so much stuff in Albany. I am calling an audible here and going the Albany Atlas instead of Atlanta just because I wow. did like the way that that sounds. So I'm going Albany because I think we need New York. There's obviously going to be New York representation. The PLL loves Albany. They have opening weekend there, training camp weekend there. Like I, I think that that makes sense. I'm going Albany Atlas, especially because there's also the Long Island option, but I think that this makes more sense. What was the historical team that played in New York that was based out of New York? Historically, do you know? Um, I don't remember. I don't know. I feel like oh. we could probably use the. I Google wonder. Machine. I wonder. We're going to talk about it with this next one as we talk about the cannons. But I wonder when they when they do the fan vote if they're going to take that the into account. The cannons we all have going to Boston. Like, there's no. That's basically it's, so, it's a, such a perfect fit. Right. E yeah. The colors, everything. Yep. It's there's just if they I think that they would probably have some rioters, even that aren't Cannons fans, if they didn't wind up in Boston. And lacrosse is huge in New England. I, I don't know if you've had yes. that Kendra, but I have found my growing up here that it, it is probably one of the more popular sports. Dude, when we were in college, the UNH lacrosse team was sick. Yeah, really incredible. Now, do you think they would go Boston specifically, or do you think they would go New England? No, I think cannons. you have to do. I think you have to do the Boston Cannons. I Boston think so too, cannons. especially if the whole concept of the of the initiative is city based. Mm. You're gonna have to pick Boston for sure. So Haley and I went with the obvious sort of choices with the Redwoods, but Tyler didn't, so I'm picking him first. So yeah, this is my Canadian team. I went with uh, Vancouver. Uh, they kind of are 
I feel like there's redwoods in the area. I don't know. My, I've been the I've been to California once and the West Coast once in my life. Um, Vancouver feels like redwood fits the name, but okay. I don't know. I okay. wanted a Canadian team, and redwoods seemed like the most obvious choice for me. Haley just has California in the notes, but I feel like you have to pick a city if you're making Tyler pick a yeah, city. Yeah, so <laughs> they that's, definitely that's have that's to have fair. a California team. Obviously, the LA home base is a great point. I'm sure there's a lot of – I would imagine there's more – venue opportunities in southern california than northern california um so i would go with la or san diego but also if you think about it geographically which i know we're always like whatever redwoods are in northern california so something like sacramento or something up there would make sense too i had them in san jose the san jose redwoods make sense to me san i, I used to live in san jose for people who don't know and when i lived there it was probably 2014 to 2015 and the area just kind of started to blow up. Like all of the restaurants started to move in. The sharks were playing really well for the first time in a while. I think that the San Jose market makes sense. It's close enough. It is like Redwood country. Like if you just go 45 minutes North without having to be somewhere like Sacramento, I think San Francisco also doesn't really make that much sense just because I think San Jose Redwoods sounds cooler than San Francisco Redwoods. Um, and plus, I think that they would probably have an easier time there as far as people getting around and having things to do. I don't know. That's just my thought process there. So I'm going to go San Jose. I think it's a little bit different. Um, I do think inevitably, like I said, a team's going to be in L.A., but I'm going to rock with San Jose because shout out. So Last... can I blow your mind real quick? Yes. Next year, you will have been arriving in California 10 years ago. Ooh, I don't like that at That's all. crazy. I'm really all set with that. Um, last but not least, we have the Archers. I think the this is my Texas team. I'm going Austin Archers. Tyler, why? I don't understand this one. I, 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 I honestly was out of cities, and I don't know where archers <laughs> are in the United there's States. There's only where, eight cities. Where's the arching? Country. Where's the arch, archery capital of the world? I don't know. So I threw <laughs> I threw a dart and picked Boise, Idaho. Send okay. send them the Boise. So Tyler did not take sports marketing in college. Oh, oddly enough, that is like all, basically my major. I know that, oh. that was the joke because anyone would tell you that Boise, Idaho cannot maintain a sports market. The archery they maintain capital. the uh, Boise, uh, what are they? The Broncos, Boise State. Shout out. Okay, blue, that's true. Blue turf. That's true. The um, archery capital of the world is in Switzerland. What's in the Switzerland? Team. The yep. Switzerland archers. We're going international. Um, all right, Chicago. where do you have them going? Chicago. Okay, why Chicago? Um, I think we were lacking a little bit of the Midwest action. Um, that Ohio area, Illinois. I'm going to go to Chicago. I could see the water dogs going to Chicago. Why? Because they're barstool affiliated? Yep, exactly. Time has shown recently that Chicago teams are really struggling. So Honestly... That would make a lot of sense if that did happen, though. Yeah, I uh, Chicago does feel like a city that would get a team, though, because it is a very big city, a big sports city. Beth, 
I have such a knot in my stomach about this next segment. I can't even like it. All right. So that was us talking about the PLL. Watch the PLL on ESPN Plus this weekend. Opening weekend. Go Chrome. Uh, Haley. It's time for us to talk about the NBA and the Celtics. I know that you have been dreading this. So first off, I would like you to make a statement. Yeah. Um, it was a good ride. It was a good ride, boys. Um, I look at where we started with all the drama and commotion at the beginning of the season. And to go to the Eastern Conference Finals, I'm happy with. Obviously, it's not a championship. Is that what we're ultimately all after? Yes. Um, am I aware that I am a Boston fan and that I should just be fortunate to have had two teams in the playoffs? Yes. Um, but I can't help but be bummed. Um, and I think Anna Horford said it best that, you know, I love the Celtics, but it's time to go get high and move on. So. Um, all right. Perfectly said by her. My first thing that I want to talk about is Brad Stevens said yesterday in the postseason press conference that Joe Missoula is the guy and he is sticking around. I personally don't think this is the right choice. Do you? So I don't know. I personally, um, at the end of game seven, there was a lot of talk about Joe Missoula, obviously. And there's a really great article I read that was basically the case for him to stay. And I think it brought up a lot of really great points on the opposite side of the spectrum. I can totally see where people are coming in saying that he's, I'm sure you're going to give your opinion, but that he is not the right fit and that it only proved it during the off season. Um, his game management, his time management. I think that all improved throughout the postseason. Um, his inability to take certain players on and off the court when needed also was a big detriment, I think. But at the same time, I wonder, and I think back to game seven, and it wasn't for me a loss based on coaching decisions. It was a loss based on player performance. Um, so I don't, I'm not one of those people that's going to blame him entirely for not agree bringing the team to the finals. Um, something about Brad Stevens saying it is kind of just like, I wish they had anybody else out there to make a case for it because it almost seems like I'm less inclined to trust that decision just because, because it was his guy from the start. It was his guy from the start. And it was also like how much of this is really because you feel that way or because of your relationship with him, you know? So I just wish if they had maybe somebody else go out and make that decision, it might've sounded a little bit better to me. I don't know if I'm the only one that feels that way. Um, But yeah, I just, I don't know, Kendra. I feel like it's going to be one of those things where they're going to make their decision ultimately. And I think that the decision is going to be that he's going to stay. Um, And I just hope it doesn't bite us in the ass and I'm going to go in optimistic but i there's room for error for sure and hopefully that he can kind of take the summer and and take a crash course and and you know coaching basically and and work upon the things that he's lacking yeah my feelings are that i understand that he got thrown into this position unexpectedly this was not where he was thinking he was going to be at the beginning of the year but that being said um 
he wasn't the he wasn't even on the bench last season. He was a behind the bench kind of guy. So that and the fact that he's the youngest coach in the NBA is also kind of crazy to me. I think the stage was too big for him. I don't think he was ready. I think that the reason that they even got where they were, yes, the players did not play to expectation, which we'll get into in a minute. I think that it was just because they had so much experience in the postseason already that that was an obtainable objective for them just based off of that alone. Um, I I don't think it had anything to do with Missoula. Like you said, he had bad timeout management, bad time management, sometimes bad roster management. Um, And on top of that, I honestly don't like his attitude. I don't straight up. I don't, I don't like the way that he speaks to the media. I think that the way that he spoke to Abby Chen the other night was kind of fucked up. Um, I understand that it was a heartbreaking loss, super emotional. You know, you you never want to talk to the media at all, probably. But it's the fact that it, it's not even that situation in general, because the comment about it is that, well, this is how he's been doing it all season. And it's like, yeah, that's the problem. Bill Belichick can talk to people like that because he's Bill Belichick and he's earned the right to do so. You have not. You haven't. And honestly, the media here is who they are. They're going to eat you alive. It's very similar to New York in that aspect. Um, and I just, the way that he spoke to the team ahead of the game too, I'm like, go out there and have fun and have a smile on your face. Like, I'm sorry. It's fucking game seven to get you to an NBA finals. How is that what you have to say to your team right now? I just think that the spotlight in the stage was far too big for him and you either sink or swim. And the fact that he had players who had experience, luckily got him here and he, I, in my opinion, sure, you got there, but you sank. And the way that you have conducted yourself, and I know that I've spoken about, you know, his past and what happened with Ime and how I thought that it was very strange that that was the move they decided to make, especially given his, given his history. Um, I just, I, I, it's an, it's an attitude problem for me. And I understand that, you know, you have to talk to the media straight up. It's part of your job. I'm sorry if you don't like it. I'm, I know things get emotional. I know as a fan, losses are emotional. I've been a Jacksonville Jaguars fan for fucking 27 years. But part of your job is talking to the media. And as much as you want them to treat you like a human, they're doing their job the same way that you are. Don't make other people's lives harder. Or, you know, Abby Chin uncomfortable or whoever when you think you're Bill Belichick and you're not. Yeah, at the end of the day, listen, like it would be hypocritical of me to also not condemn that kind of behavior when one of our first jokes that we ever made together on this podcast was, and one of the things that united us as friends was the whole Cam Newton situation when he talked about women not being able to talk about routes. And not only do we kind of have to stand up for ourselves, we have to stand up for other women in the field. And it's just, regardless of gender, obviously, like you said, media is something that is just part of part of sports it's part of something that you deal with um you've given a million and a half sideline interviews and i'm sure half the time people aren't really super excited to talk to you if they're losing um but at the same time that doesn't give you any kind of you know allowance to be an asshole or to just be disrespectful there's just no room for that and especially in this field like I, i just have zero tolerance for it so i was really disappointed to see that quite honestly and yeah, I I would be hypocritical to give him an excuse and not Cam. So I just it's, 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 a, it's not a good look. If it all. were the first time he had know. spoken to the media that way after a loss like that, fine, I'll allow it. But it is the fact that he has done it 
all season long. I do not appreciate how he speaks to the media. I just, I, I don't. And I know that that's a Homer take probably, but that's just, I think it's an across the board opinion. Um, next question. Do you think that they should keep Brown and Tatum together, even though they're going to be probably around a $600 million duo that hasn't won a championship? Yeah, so that's that's a tough sell, right? Like, yeah, I think hypothetically, you ask any Boston fan, yes, you want to keep them together. In my opinion, they are one of the best duos in the NBA at the moment. And not only that, but easily one of the best that we've had in the organization since the big three. Um, in a way, I think it's important to maintain that level of when you have a duo like the two of them, I think they're so rare to find in the league in the sense that they understand each other they get along and they better each other in basketball. And I think sometimes with the way that players are moved around so frequently and the relationships are ever changing and these deals that are coming up with, you know, sneaker companies and all this backstage drama that is so prevalent in the NBA more than most other sports, I would argue. Um, I would like to see them invest in it. With that being said, obviously it's a huge monetary ask. I think the benefit of having both of them is whoever you bring on board, obviously having to shop other people out, we'll be able to have those two as leaders to bring through the organization. And I think that it's going to be important if they keep Missoula around to have the both of them to play that leadership role where maybe he lacks um, being a younger coach, as you pointed out and being a successful team to the point where I think that as long as you have the two of them, I think that we can still make a really good run with a majority of our momentum behind it. So I don't know. Mm -hmm. I, I guess but to answer your question, I would like to see them stay. I understand that it's a big sell and it's a big ask, um, but I would like to see the two of them together just because it is one of those duos in basketball that I think, you know, it's, we're just so, it's so cool to watch. Like it, we're just so lucky to get to watch the two of these young guys play such phenomenal basketball together. Um, when it's for your team, it's even better. So I want to have them together for sure. So in order for this to happen, Jalen Brown inevitably inevitably has to become the what would be most paid player in the NBA. Yeah. Do you think that he has earned that? The, there is no other answer than no, Haley. I love you to death, but the answer no, is no. He no, does not deserve no to be paid. No, there's no other answer but no. But in the same context, I think that when we look at the industry and what's going on. You look at the, the New York Giants contract. You look at uh, just some of the, the Jalen Hurts contract. Like just sports contracts in general are getting to such a point that these numbers sound huge, but they're just going to keep increasing no matter. But does he deserve to be paid more than Steph Curry, Kevin Durant? No. Late? Yeah, that's my point. No. That's my point. And he but would have to be. And that's, I, I understand that Jalen Hurts earned that contract more than Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown had almost more turnovers than points in a game seven of the Eastern conference finals. Yeah. How I much like, would the contract be? I yeah. think around like 50 million a year. So, Steph Curry, pay, Steph Curry makes $44 million a year. Yeah. Do you think of Brown this deserves that more than Daniel Jones deserves his contract? But Daniel Jones isn't the highest paid player in the league. No, but he signed a four-year, $160 million contract. 
that's what I'm saying. Like these contracts are just getting more expensive. It's just the way that it is. I agree I with you, but Daniel Jones perfect. isn't the highest paid player in the league. No, and I know. their contracts shake out differently that you can sign more talent. What's the, what's the cap in the NBA? Like $141 million uh, right. a year? Well, yeah, yeah, 100%. But my, yeah, I don't know. You're giving $100 million a year of that to two guys that haven't won a championship and have had five shots at it? From when you put it like that monetarily, it doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? I, I know that we're like, this is our first like real fight on this show and I'm really here for it. And I know that we know that it's all love, but like, holy no, shit, well, I, dude. No, it's a good point. I think it's a good point. And it, I, I'm honestly like, I don't know how it's going to shake out. I think realistically, if you're thinking about it like a business, it doesn't make sense to have the two of them together. If I'm thinking of it as a fan, of course. Totally. hundred percent. Like, yeah. hundred yeah, so, percent. Obviously. Would you want Dame? I don't know. Would you give up Jalen for Dame? It cost you less. I don't know. I'd have to think about that. I think, I think, <laughs> I, I think, I think monetarily that makes sense, right? Like that would be. That Even from a player perspective, like these guys are so young and that's like the idea in the NBA is to have two young superstars who can grow together, but maybe Jalen knee or Jason Tatum needs an older guy who can kind of set him up and know he's that number one. I honestly don't think Jalen Brown will knows or accepts that he's a number two and he fucking is. Correct. And the thing is, is, well, sometimes he doesn't play like it. Sometimes he puts on a performance, plays like a number one. When Jason not Tatum not this not this postseason, not this postseason, but sometimes. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I yeah, I forgot what I was going to say. Honestly, I think the thing for me, too, the girls are fighting. The girls are fighting, but also I'm. This is my team. This has been my team since I was a child, and I'm still very raw from the other night. So the idea of losing like these one of these players obviously Jason Tatum is my boy I would rather lose Jalen Brown than him any day um the idea of not getting to watch Jalen Brown in a Celtics jersey is devastating to me and it's like yeah that sucks and you're right you have a lot of good points I think that monetarily it makes absolutely no sense um I don't know where the money is going to come from in the organization to do that uh, if they have it good on them but yeah, I mean, I just I, I think that we're going to continue to see these contracts just get bigger and bigger and have these conversations of are they deserving of them or are they not? And then usually half the time we never know how it's going to go over on the other end anyway. You know, we could be talking next week and something crazy could happen in the market or something. Uh, they could come up, come out with a deal and he totally lowballs them like we never know. So, um, all right, here's I'm going to throw this at you. Gun to your head. Jalen Brown at I think what would be somewhere between 48 and 50 million dollars or you give him up and you get Damian Lillard for I'm gonna guess 40 million dollars a year gun to your head next year right now Damian Lillard damn I did not expect that because I feel confident enough a I feel confident enough in Damian Lillard as a player and you're getting rid of Marcus Smart's contract. There's no way in fuck he's on this team next year. Yeah, I mean, I just think, yeah, I think realistically the the faces of the team are going to change. And I think they need, if they're going to keep Missoula around, then we're going to need to change something. Something. Whatever we, we're doing is not working. So if 
that means getting rid of Jalen Brown. I, I honestly, I love Damian Lillard. I love him. Like he's one of my favorite players. So I would I enjoy think the city would love him, dude. I think so too. I think it's a really cool fit. Um, but at the end of the day, like I said, it, it breaks my heart to think about that. Yeah. Like, I, I'm done. I'm done harassing you. I just, those are obviously the two big looming questions right now. And I wanted to yeah. obviously have some discourse about it. That being said, I have a hot take. I don't think there's a shit shot in hell that Marcus smarts here next season. Um, but I do think that while a lot of the blame obviously deserves to be spread between your two superstars and your head coach, I would like to throw, and I haven't heard anybody say this, but I would like to throw a decent chunk of that blame on Marcus Smart, and here's why. The last few years when Jalen and Jason were obviously these younger guys in the postseason, regardless of the fact that you had incredible head coaches, Marcus Smart has always in the postseason been kind of that like vocal leader presence in the locker room and on the court constantly. He has been that guy who has been the leader. He's been the voice of reason. He has kind of been like that bully for them. Okay. And that being said, I did not see that from him this postseason. And I think that while yes, the dynamic has changed, that is his role on this team. That is his position on this team. And they have found success in that through having a younger roster. Sure. Al Horford is that veteran presence on the team right now, but I do think that I had not only expectations from Marcus smart as a leader on and off the court, but I also expected better performances from him on the court, especially considering how much money he's making and what we know he's capable of doing. We did not see the dog in Marcus smart that I know he has in this postseason. And I think that nobody's talking about it. And he, and I love him. He's probably my favorite player on this roster, but I, that was not the Marcus smart that I have appreciated in the postseason over the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, I honestly, I completely agree with you. I was very disappointed in his, he's one of my favorite players on the team as well. And it's funny, we, we do this thing during the postseason when we go out to the bar with our friends to watch the Celtics game and go out for every game. And we each pick a player, and whenever that player scores, you drink. And I remember thinking to myself the other night, like, whoever picks Marcus never really has a lot going on because I have been super disappointed in him as well. I think his theatrics and his flopping, and he's so quick to get angry. Like, it's just something has changed in him, and I don't really know what it is. I, again... I really like Marcus Smart, and I was disappointed with him in this postseason. Um, just, you know, that's all fine and good, but score points on the other end of it. And it's just like he really wasn't doing anything for me. So I think that's a great point. Even just like the aspect of like the like, – I remember watching videos pregame last postseason of him like hyping people the fuck up in the locker room like he was going to war, dude. And like mm-hmm. I just – I don't I, and that's such like a clickbaity internet thing that like if that was what was going on we'd know about it we would know about it you know and even off the court or on the court like he's usually like that guy hyping people up you know whatever like I just I did not see the Marcus Smart that I've come to love in the last few years and while I do think the majority of the blame obviously needs to be on your two superstars and your head coach I think that there's a little bit of that to spread everywhere but I think that that schmear belongs a little heavier on him than a couple other people. Um, last question before I let you bury this season, none of us have the heat winning and 
I don't think anybody in the world does other than Heat fans. But same question I asked you about the Bruins. Do you think that you feel better or look, look better or worse if the Heat win a title? I think Denver looks worse if they don't beat the Heat. Ooh, I like that. I have to say, and this is very, like, I feel very much like I'm outing myself here. This offseason, Jimmy Butler has really grown on me. As a player and as a person, I think a lot of the media coverage he has gotten throughout his career has molded this image of him in my mind that I'm realizing now is not necessarily accurate. Um, so honestly, like I'm, I'm rooting for the guy. I think, and I want Denver to win. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to see Tyler hero win an NBA championship. Like I just can't do that right now. Um, but I will say that one big takeaway from you this postseason is I really like Jimmy jimmy butler and i love uh, jimmy butler will, i'm rooting for the heat give him his flowers um for sure um that being said i don't want them to win and i think the nuggets will win and if the nuggets don't win then embarrassing that's really- yeah i we i'm gonna spoil our end segment here our predictions are all nuggets and five all three of us have nuggets and five that being said I'm riding with the heat. Jimmy Butler is the funniest motherfucker alive. He is so funny. I have been watching so many social clips of him. The one of him opening his like voice memo DMs the other day was so good. I just, I, I love his story too. You know, the fact that he was like couch surfing as a kid and now is just like, and I love Nikola Jokic, but I think that his, time is coming I think that he's probably going to be the goat by the time it's said and done I think his time is coming Jimmy Butler has a little bit less of that and I think that if anybody you know deserves a ring I'd love to see him win one just because I do think that he rocks my socks but we all have nuggets in five uh so I don't have a ton to say about this series I think that it's just going to be nuggets domination I'm sure you guys feel the same thing so I'm just going to talk about our last little thing here I have never, I think in my 27 years of being an insane sports fan, have I seen what happened with Adam Silver yesterday? He came out and said that he's assessed the John Morant situation, but won't address it until after the finals. While I think that this situation is not funny because gun control is not funny and gang violence or what have you, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it is. I'm not saying that just as a correlation I think that guns in this country are obviously a huge issue, but the tweets were funny as fuck, man. The tweets were so good. I saw one that was like, this is like when your mom says, I'm going to whoop your ass when company leaves. That's fucking funny. I'm sorry. That's funny as fuck. Um, I stand by NBA Twitter is some of the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life. NBA Twitter is funny. It is really funny. And the thing is, it is like, I completely agree. It's an unfortunate situation, but some of the, just the whole situation, some of these memes have just been like laugh out loud funny. I sent you guys a video earlier of just like, I, I don't Obviously, I I think that it's a good, I, 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 I don't know. Adam Silver kind of gives me the ick, I'm going to be honest. But um, I like him. I like him too, but something about him 
physically is just like very off-putting oh he's me. definitely like, a, he looks like a disney villain but i think he looks like a raven I, yeah he looks like a disney or an american horror story villain mm-hmm. um i think but, he's the best commissioner in sports though i would agree with that really, and yeah. i think that this is a good call because it doesn't take anything away from the finals and i think that we should i agree with you i just don't know if i would have made a statement that being said it makes me feel as though it's going to be something absolutely egregious i would also imagine there's a lot of pressure on him to make a statement yes what i think is fair and i don't know if you guys have an opinion i'm between 25 and 30 games is what i think is fair just because it's a second warning that being said, I believe that just because as much of a problem as I see, as I think it is, and like I just said, it's a second issue of the same problem. He didn't do anything illegal. He, that we know of, hasn't hurt anybody else. That is just as much as I think that gun violence in this country is a problem and weapons in general are an issue. He didn't do anything illegal and nobody was hurt. And I think that a a fair second slap on the wrist, and it's not a slap on the wrist, is somewhere in that 20 to 30 game range. Yeah, I think that's realistic. And I think the thing is, is I get the sense that because they gave him a warning, it's going to be pretty no nonsense at this point. Like we gave there's going to be repercussions for your actions. Some people want a year. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's no, I can't think of any precedent in basketball, really. There's no other situation that's ever happened like like this. this. And that's the thing with the birth of social media and having these guys online all the time, like, and like Tyler touched on with his low, the gambling situation. It's just, and we talked about earlier, the contract situation, sports is ever growing and ever changing. So it's just, I don't, I honestly don't know what's going to happen because I've never seen anything like this before. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, I think he is deserving of some kind of punishment. I agree with you that he did not hurt anybody, um, which obviously is great and good, but you know, I don't know. Uh, and, and it's a bummer because I was really rooting for this Grizzlies team at the beginning of the year. Me too. And, him and Dylan Brooks, like, it's just, it's becoming a situation where it's like, they're no longer, like, I'm not really rooting for them anymore. Same. The biggest, I was a big John Morant fan. I have one of his, like, one of his jerseys. But what kind of turned me off the most, other than the fact that gun violence is, like, a big issue, is that we're we're pro-women here. That is no secret. Do what you want with yourself, with your body. If you're someone who wants to make money profiting off of your body, go for it. That being said, the girl who was giving him a private dance in that strip club that he flashed his gun at on camera came out and said that he has not apologized to her or the club or the other young women working in that club. And that to me is a character flaw and that I'm John Morant. I don't care. And I'm not sorry, which is why I think we have potentially seen a second incident here. Mm -hmm. And I just don't understand why, if you're not allowed to have guns in strip clubs at all, and you flash a gun at a young woman that is working that's an issue for me, especially without an apology. Definitely. And it doesn't show any growth. No. And that's nope. the whole point. That or remorse. Warning, you know, so no if, remorse. If you're not going to learn your lesson, then I don't know what you're expecting here. We can only give leniency for so long until behavior becomes repeated. Or somebody gets hurt. Exactly. 
And I don't want to be here having on this purpose or on accident. How often do we hear of accidental, you know, my mm -hmm. kid or what have you too often? Yeah. Um, that was our serious segment of the week. It is done. Done. Moving into some NHL stuff. Obviously, game one hasn't happened yet. It is tomorrow or the day that this show is going to come out. Uh, not a ton to say. Obviously, I think the biggest thing to watch here is the goalie matchup. I appreciate that Vegas is getting some, you know, good contribution from their depth. couple things of note. Matthew Kachuk during the Eastern Conference Finals scored or assisted on all of the winning goals in each of Florida's wins. I know we hate him. He's playing incredible hockey. That's an insane stat. If he's involved on the ice and a chance that can end a game, he's going to do it. I think that that's huge. Goaltending is what I, I I've said this all year. I've said this for as long as I can remember. Good goaltending is what gets you through the stretch of the season. These goalies are awesome. I think that so that's going to awesome. This is such a good goalie matchup. I'm so excited about this goalie matchup. We that's are both gonna... loot for a good goalie. Like... Yes. That's going to be the difference here for me. That being said, we are both, Hockey East alumni, kind of. We both worked for the hockey team at UNH, so I'm counting myself honorarily. That being said... I, I count you. Jack Eichel, BU. Brandon Montour, UMass Amherst. Casey Fitzgerald, BC. Jonathan Quick, UMass Amherst. Dude, shout out... Amherst team. Shout out Hockey fun. East. We love Hockey East hockey. We love seeing people succeed from the Hockey East and the NHL. Another yeah. cool thing, neither of these teams have ever won a Stanley Cup. The fact that that's inevitable is fucking fun for somebody. I know that we hate Matthew Kachuk. Florida hockey is awesome. Vegas hockey is awesome. The fact that it's warm climates, there, it's not a popular hockey. I This is fucking awesome. And, you know, people can say it's bad for the sport of hockey because it's not, they're not as big of markets. They're not hockey towns. Shut up, disrespectfully. Shut the fuck up. This is awesome. This is yeah. grow the game. Okay, fuck <laughs> off. Yes, Definitely. absolutely. I am actually really excited for this. <clears throat> Obviously, I want to see. I if I have to watch Matthew Kachuk hold hold up the Stanley Cup, I think I'll literally have an vomit. But with that being said, I'm really excited for this series. The whole postseason, we have jokingly said come out of the closet as Vegas apologists. Um, I honestly would be happy with either of these teams winning. Me too. Obviously, I'd be more happy with the Golden Knights winning. But I don't as care. Point out, I think it's an awesome, not only goalie matchup, but defensive matchup. But it's going to be Bruce really Cassidy. Hard. I know. It's going to be some really hard-hitting hockey. I think it's going to be really exciting. Um, I just want to see I'm, fights I'm and physicality. I'm excited for Florida hockey. I'm excited for Florida hockey fans. I feel very much about Florida hockey the same way I do for Dallas hockey. Um, I think, you know, I think it would be great and grow the game. That's the whole point. So I'm expecting a super physical series, which is what I I'm excited know. about. I think yeah. that this is going to be a gritty, gritty matchup. There's going to be some fights. I'm, I'm, I'm here for this. Um, I have Panthers in seven and you guys have the same pick. Yeah, so we, uh, well, I, well, wow, <clears throat> words are hard. Tyler and I have Knights and Six. Um, I'm going Knights and Six just for my own sanity. Again, I would prefer Vegas to win. I honestly would love it for Florida if they went too. Um, but I think the Knights have looked really impressive in this postseason. 
I think they've absolutely dominated. And I think that they have been able to show that they are more than just the hype, um, which I think is great. And I'm really riding with them. So I have them in six. I think Florida is going to put up a great fight with that being said. I agree. It's going to be a very physical um, dominant series, but I feel confident in Vegas's ability to win at home. So I have them in six. All right. Um, last bit of sports chat, just a couple quick things here. Nothing too crazy. I wanted to talk that Brandon McManus got signed by the Jaguars last week and Riley Patterson was traded to Detroit. I'm going to toot my own horn a little bit here for a second. I saw that originally the news was that Riley Patterson was cut and I tagged Tyler in the tweet and I said, Detroit lion. And like three hours later, it came out that he was traded to Detroit before all of this went down. And I would just like to say that I'm kind of a motherfucking genius. Yep. Good work. Uh, good work, Paul. Though, well, we do yeah. have a little bit of a kicker problem in Detroit. And it, he, I know it's early, but he's also not doing so well right now. Yeah. So that's I, okay. You know, every here, I'm going to say it. I'm I'm coming I'm the I'm going to say it. Everyone on Jags Twitter was so pissed that Riley got cut cuz they thought that he was good, he won us some games. I'm going to tell you, we know I'm a kicker stand and I'm a tight end stand. I am not impressed by Riley. Every time, dude, during this comeback when he had to make that field goal, I was like, this motherfucker is very shaky at times. Even the field goals he makes, there are times where I'm like, that was too close for comfort. I get the Jags fans love him because he won us some important games and made some decent kicks at times. But he also made some really fucking shitty kicks at times, okay? And if you don't want Brandon McManus on this team, you don't know ball. You've never watched football. He is fucking incredible. And he was the best thing about that team last year. He's a way better kicker, way more accurate. His leg can hit from fucking 65 yards, dude. I, if you're not excited about this, I get that Riley was our guy. He's a cute kid, whatever. Dude, shut up. If you, you do not know ball, if you do not want Brandon McManus to be your kicker, you don't watch football. I swear to God, you don't. Because how many, all right, if you walked up to a casual NFL fan, NFL fan right now and you dropped the names Brandon McManus and Riley Patterson, who are people going to know and what are they going to know him for? Brandon McManus. I think if you just ask a normal person to name a kicker, Brandon McManus is probably one of the ones you will name. Yep, and Riley Patterson, you know what, made the team because we had a bunch of kicker rotations heading in and out because of some shitty shit. Drop it. Zip it, nerds. Okay. <laughs> Drag them. Drag them, sis. Uh, two other quick things. DeAndre Hopkins, I think there are two rumors going around. I think one is the obvious choice. I think that he's going to be a Buffalo Bill. You take a pay cut to try and win a ring and to have Josh Allen throw to you across from Stefan Diggs. It is what it is. I get it. I would take a pay cut too. These Browns rumors, I understand, you know, the Deshaun Watson thing. They're familiar. They need receivers, whatever. Who the fuck wants to go to Cleveland? I'm sorry. Even Buffalo and Cleveland are comparable. I would much rather live in fucking Buffalo. And there is no shot in hell that the Browns are going to win the Super Bowl, especially in the AFC. It's <clears throat> DeAndre Hopkins is not going to Cleveland. Can we just end that here? I would agree. It's just, it's not. I wouldn't be shocked. I, I don't think that's really, really the destination. 
Uh, I don't think he's as it hasn't felt like he's as much of a hot commodity as you would expect him to be. So I kind of wouldn't be shocked if he ended up in Cleveland as just like oh, did nobody else want me kind of situation. There's you can't tell me that nobody wants DeAndre Hopkins. Everybody wants DeAndre I don't know, Hopkins. Dude, he the like the buzz hasn't really been there. It hasn't felt like he's I feel like it should be. I feel like it should be throwing to him the last couple of years. True. Whoa. I feel like it should be. He should be more uh, of a commodity, but it hasn't really felt that way. I think that people are trying to play it cool and not act like they want one of the best receivers in the NFL. I would love him to come to Detroit. I think that Buffalo, or I can see him going. Back I'd love, to I'd love him to come to Jacksonville too. Yeah, it'd be great. But, but I just don't really guy. think there, there hasn't really, it hasn't felt like people want him as much as he should have been. It kind of feels like when Julio was on the market. Like I feel like he should have been more, like people, more people should have gone after him, and it just doesn't feel like many people are going after him right now. Maybe I it's because it's the off season. But Squidward I meme, Bill. Everyone's on vacation right now. Everyone is on vacation right now. Only other comment that I have was that I knew that I didn't like Aaron Rodgers, and this just gave me more points to not like Aaron Rodgers. He's a Swifty, and we are not Swifties here. At least I, I am do. not. Yeah, I, no. I don't nope. have anything against Taylor. Uh, I have a lot against Aaron, though. Nope. Yeah, this I is... don't like Aaron either. I, I like. I am him. a little bit disappointed in my my guy Miles Teller. Kind of sad he was hanging out with Aaron. Oh. Yeah, that's who he was in that little uh, that VIP box with. It was Miles Teller and his girlfriend and whoever yeah, Aaron was with. New York. So. Hmm. That is kind of key, actually. Yeah. So. That's a bad a look for you, Tyler. You. A little disappointed in you, Miles. It's, it's a bad, bad look, look for me. For Why is it a bad look for me? Just just because, you know, your boy's hanging out with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, not, not great. Maybe yeah, he's going to go team, into a darkness I don't retreat. know what team Miles Teller's a fan of, to be honest with you. Couldn't tell you. Probably New York. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Any other sports thoughts, party peeps? Um, I just have one thing. We didn't put in our Tweet of the Week segment, but I just wanted to shout this out real quick. Um. Little women sports, blah. Um, Angel City FC, uh, the women's club out of California, had a player, Alyssa Thompson, and she's only 18 years old, and she's on their team. She's actually full drafted and signed. And she had her prom last week, and she wasn't able to attend because she had a match. So the entire organization threw prom for her at their game. And it was, that was really awesome. awesome. And yeah. I just, it's, if you haven't seen it, look it up. It's on Twitter. Uh, I'm sure you can find a video of it on TikTok. It's really sweet. Really cute. Um, just a great Very way heartwarming. to celebrate. Yeah, yeah. It was awesome. I thought it was awesome. Um, I forgot to fill out my tea party, but I do have one. I'm going to go back to the Red Bull or the F1 thing really quick. Last week, Checo's car DNF'd. And it had to be pulled off the track over the track. And it was the first time everyone had gotten to see the bottom of the Red Bull car, which means you best believe that people are going to start engineering their car to match this fucking spaceship of a car that Red Bull has put together this year. So that's my tea party was that the internet went fucking wild because of this. Seeing the bottom of the Red Bull car was just something that I was not expecting to get in Monaco. I'm glad that I did. I think it's going to shake the sport up. I I can't wait for all the internet sleuths to 
monetize that because I know they're spending more than they should on that car. It has they are. To they are. They it are. They are. They yeah. they got so, punished for it earlier this season. Yeah, they're still doing it. <laughs> they have to be. It's. I know that you have Max Verstappen and Checo, who they're two of the best drivers ever. But that car is a fucking spaceship, dude. Like it's just wild. Stick to drinks. Um, stick to drinks, dude. That clip went crazy, and people could not <laughs> tell that we were kidding, and it was awesome. Yep. Well, it's a Honda engine. Well, no shit, Sherlock. Oh no shit! You think, that they, you you think, think Red it's just Bull a case of Red that? Bull that's yeah. like giving it wings? Red Bull gives no. you wings. <laughs> yeah, actually, they're just powered by Red Bull and nothing else yeah, instead of just, gasoline. It's gasoline. Just straight yeah. up Red Bull in the tank. <laughs> and maybe they are focused on drinks. Maybe they <laughs> are focused on drinks. All right. Uh, uh, before I'd like we to shout out the uh, uh, real quick, I'm on ESPN watching uh, women's softball coverage, and Me some of well. these, some of these women. That, did, did you see that guy with that huge plate of chips? Shout out that guy. I wanted to talk about how I my favorite thing about softball. People eating corn. This is just great. The my favorite coverage. thing. This is my closing thought before I read our horoscopes. That'll close us out. My favorite thing about watching college softball is that I fucking love that these girls play in a full beat. Full beat, earrings in, jewelry on. I'm like, you better work, hair done, like full beat. It's so good. Like that, I love when, whenever people talk shit about girls playing sports and makeup, I'm like, shut the fuck up, bitch. Look good like play good these boys do their hair have their barber come to their house before their games they have their shoes and whatever let the bitches bitch team we love it all right that being said i'm going to bitch my bitch really quick because it is time for your astrology thought segment of the week where i read tyler's horoscope Tyler, well, this is our horoscope. Um, it says when the check comes tyler pressures everyone to play credit card roulette when the check comes, you split out and leave it to someone else to pick out your tab. It's true, but I will Venmo. I just don't feel like dealing with the credit card roulette. That's the thing. I will Venmo. Um, how they react when the check comes, nobody else knows here. These people that are talking to me. So um, blah, blah, blah. Tyler says, you prefer to be non-judgmental. You want a gift of conversation right now. And your relation, our relationship is a house. Mm. And Not that we house. should... It says that we should focus on the process of our house's construction right now and that I should compliment you on something besides your physical beauty. Oh. I, oh, mm-hmm. Tyler, I like your shirt. That's, that's physical. I feel like that's physical beauty, Oh, is it though. physical? Um, yeah. I like I like that you're the low-key funniest person on this show, not on purpose. Thanks. Uh, read the one I sent you last night. That one was Oh, better. yeah. <laughs> that one was much better. Our horoscope yesterday, and it said... Highly compatible. We were highly compatible yesterday. You and Kendra Middleton are a sleigh with tired flying reindeer and no driver hurling oh, through I the thought snowy you meant night. S L A Y. And I was no. like, <laughs> hurling through no. the snowy night with no driver. Well, I'm Rudolph, bitch, so we don't need no Santa Claus. I thought we were the sleigh. It's because I are we oh, both the shit. sleigh. Yeah, we are the sleigh. I don't shit. know what that means. Well, the moon is you know just. What? Hey. Slay. I don't uh, know. I don't believe it. Well, you know what, Tyler? Oh well, we're reindeer or slaves or something. No, we're slaves. 
<laughs> Slay. <laughs> okay, any closing thoughts? No. Haley? I don't think so. I think I'm good. I hope everybody has a good week. Um, if don't forget to like and subscribe. Don't forget to like yep, and subscribe. That. Hit that notification bell button so you get notified every single time we post a video. Also, if you're a woman in sport, we appreciate you and you're badass and keep at it because it's Motivation important. Monday coming at Motivation you. Motivation Monday coming at you live. All right. Love you guys. Keep on sipping y'all. We'll see you next week. They know you keep it real, keep it classy, keep it thorough. The Sundays are for the boys, the Saturdays for the girls. Get them girl, get them girl. Cause this is not their world. They know you run the city, every town, every borough. They know you keep it real, keep it classy, keep it thorough. The Sundays are for the boys, the Saturdays for the girls. Get them girl, get them girl. Uh. It's Saturday, y'all. Uh. Saturdays and Celsius. <laughs>